Travelers, your main man Just GQ, and you are tuned in to another episode of The Travel Guides, the podcast dedicated to making travel easy for everyday people like you and me. We've got... I wanted to, to acknowledge the changes that we that we have, I feel like, first. First, you I'm sure you recognize that we have some new theme music. And we've been, you know, we switch them up. This is our third, our third iteration, our third version to kick off the show. And that is Berlin by Joy, who you all may know is the original queen of funk. She also happens to be kin to me. That is my blood sister, and I love her so much. So thank you, Joy, for letting us leverage your song, which is obviously near and dear to my heart as a jet setter for the new theme song to the travel guides. That being said, additionally, we are going to start breaking down the show. We have listened to some of the feedback that you have provided us. And one consistent piece has been adding, breaking up the show a little bit. So that being said, we're going to, it's not necessarily a new format we're just going to stick to it and i know previously we obviously with the passing of kobe the first episode was a bit of a deter uh, was a bit of a detour from from the normal format just because kobe needed to get his due however what we will be doing is starting off with a what is on what is in the news excuse me what is on my mind and then we will get into the actual content sometimes you know bear with me because the format could shift a little bit as you know we don't feature specific places every episode some of them are topical things that just are stretched into a full episode and some of them is just us catching up you know sometimes which i just want to i just want to highlight y'all just want to talk to y'all and let y'all know what's going on with me and you know i want to know what's going on with y'all as y'all let me know through the dm but before we get started today i do want to remind you for those of you welcome those of you who are new and if you have not, please subscribe to the Travel Guides podcast. You can do so if you are in Apple Podcasts. You can follow us if you are on Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you listen to your podcast. We want you to stay with us and get the weekly updates when we are weekly, bi-weekly, what have you, when we are, when we are posting. And then if you could, please leave us a review. Apple Podcasts is the easiest platform to do that on, and that helps us rise in the rankings. It also helps us to be seen or be found more easily by other people who are looking for tips and tricks on travel. Another way that you can share is by just telling your friends, telling your mama, telling everybody to check out the episode of the travel guys. We try to talk about things that are very topical. And so hopefully it is an easy share action for you whatever share with your people i mean i'm just saying i'm not trying to overcomplicate it we're trying to get the we're trying to continue to grow the audience but we appreciate the loyal listeners and all the new listeners that being said we had some so you so for those of you who follow me on on social media at gq50 at the travel guys y'all know that i started this content series called whiteboard wednesday and i gotta say it so first off, I am a little tight. I was a little tight when I learned about Dude with Sign because that started around the same time that Whiteboard Wednesday did when I when I started doing that, and I didn't know about Dude with Sign. So I was just kind of like, "All right, cool. Now it looks like I'm biting." But I I assure you, it was an original idea, but it's apparently one that multiple people had. <laughs> but one of the previous Whiteboard Wednesdays. 
address a matter that you guys know I feel very passionately about. I'm 6'2", 220-ish, and I I have long legs. I've always been long, and planes can be quite uncomfortable. I don't, I can't, I can't do middle seats, but I do respect the size. So there have been times I played college ball. We were, and I remember this one road trip coming back from. Utah, and which was the worst possible place that I, <laughs> that I could be coming back from. No offense to my, my my youths or people from Utah who are listening. I will tell you why in a second. It was terrible because I mentioned 6'2", 220, but I'm sitting in between two offensive linemen who are 6'5", 6'6", 300 plus. So I am tiny in, in comparison. So in being respectful of the size hierarchy, I got a ride chump. So I'm sitting in I'm sitting in the middle seat. It was the one of the worst flights that I've had in my life because I'm just being spilled over on. I just tried to go to sleep so that it would go it would go more quickly. However, that is the rule of thumb. And I that is that's that's just my general that's just my general seating practice, you know? That's not even what we what the hot topic is, which is the act of reclining seats. And you guys know, I feel like Seat recliners are terrorists, for, for lack of a better term. Like they are, they are just awful people who have no regard for people's comfort or their belongings or whatever. And if you feel triggered, good. I want you to. I want you to take a long look in the mirror. Pause this episode, as a matter of fact, and just just take five seconds to think about why you are the way you are, because these are evil people. Okay, it's not even one. You are banging my knees, okay? Now I'm now I'm all bruised up, everything. You ruined the flight for me because I can't stretch my legs out, and I can't because I because I I'm swelling now, and then I can't leave them up because you you sitting there assaulting them back and forth, and you feel my knees in your back, but you keep going back. You're rocking like the beat just dropped, and it's ridiculous. It it is truly truly. Ridiculous, and I can't stand it. Additionally, it goes beyond just general comfort and empathy for other people. You, I can have my laptop up. You could crush my daggum laptop. I could have hot coffee that that is now spilled into my lap. Now I got third degree burns. What are we gonna do about this? Sounds like you're you're guilty of assault and battery at this point. So I don't. I, I'm just saying it is holistically. It is not the way. I feel very passionately about this and. Apparently, a lot of other people do, too. So there was a video that went viral this last week where there was a woman who apparently was reclining her seat and there was a man <laughs> who was punching the back of her seat repetitively. And y'all, I mean, I, I, I mentioned on my story about 50 Love Me, y'all sent this, sent this one clip to me. And I appreciate that because... I had just posted about it, and yes, I I am absolutely that petty. I have no qualms with ruining the flight of a seat recliner because you've ruined mine. You've ruined mine. And for those people who are saying that, you know, you should pay more, you for more legroom, you should pay to recline your seat, okay? Because that is not. I did not ask for you to lay your head back in my lap, so I can't be productive on this flight, and I'm uncomfortable on top of that. No, that is not what I want. It's also wildly inconsiderate because if you are, I'm assuming I'm on the aisle because that's, that's my preferred seat of choice. But if you, if, if you're a window seat sitter, <laughs> you know, then that, then, or 
excuse me, if you are in the, if you're a window seat sitter and you're trying to get out, and the person who's in the row in front of you has is in the middle, has laid their seat back. Now, now you have to get them up so that the other person can slide out, and you got to disturb the person in the aisle so they can slide out, so you can go and use the bathroom. I hope that was confusing because that is the feeling that the person, that the window sitter feels having trying to just go to the bathroom because somebody won't be inconsiderate. Now, the caveat to this is obviously international flights. I think arbitrarily so. I think that five hours is a good mark. And just be courteous when you are reclining your seat. There was this, I mentioned that this video went viral. So on CNBC, they asked the CEO of Delta what his take on. And I happen to agree. He just so happens to look like a a long individual as far as his height goes. But Ed Bastian, the Delta CEO, said that just as a rule of thumb, quote, the proper thing to do is if you're going to recline into somebody, you ask if it's okay first. Here's the full clip. But the video has set off a larger debate. Should you recline on an airplane? Delta's chief executive, Ed Bastian, weighing in on the issue, even though it wasn't his airline. I think customers have the right to recline, but I think the, the proper thing to do is if you're going to you're going to recline into somebody that you ask if it's OK. Because people who are beating him up like this was unreasonable. Quit being entitled. OK, see, recline is some of the most entitled people that I have ever encountered in my life. They really feel you really feel like you are entitled to your full recline and we just can't do anything about it. I have talked to y'all before about how passionate I was about the knee defender, and I wish I would have gotten one before they discontinued it, where it basically made it impossible for someone to decline or to recline into your knees and decline your knee health. That I wish, I wish. And if anybody knows where I can get a knee defender, please let me know, because I want all of the smoke. You hear me? All of it. All of it. All of it. I'm here for it. It's not unreasonable for you to just turn around and just check your surroundings. See if somebody has a laptop open. See if somebody has some a hot beverage or has food that they don't want spilled to have their, their meal ruined. Just take a look and make a friend and say, hey, do you mind if I'm going to recline and see my back hurts a little bit? I'm a little tired. I, I stayed up all night packing. I rushed to the airport and and my and my legs hurt a little bit. And I just want to relax for a little bit. Would you mind if I hit a hit a half recline on you? Is that is that all right with you? Would it would it ruin your day? Just wanted to to let you know that this is going to be happening ahead of time. I just don't understand why that doesn't seem unreasonable to me. I'm sure I'm going. Y'all can blow up in the comments. Feel free to uh, to to holler at me on IG if you if you feel so inclined. But I said what I said, and I ain't taking it back. Shifting gears a little bit. What's on my mind today? I have had a bit of a raucous few weeks. Some of you all know I attended the Super Bowl, which was an incredible experience. I mean, I'm not I'm not going to complain about about the Super Bowl. It was, but it was it was awesome. I, I it takes a lot for me to get starstruck a lot of the time, you know, and and by and that's just more so because I'm stubborn and I I'm just I'm not going to allow myself to be ultra impressed by meeting regular people. However, as an event. The Super Bowl was humbling. Like I walked in, I was like, it was the all of the 
the storied history that you hear about the game and about the atmosphere and everything. And it was just very overwhelming being there. I was definitely very fortunate and privileged to have excellent seats, excellent seats, 10th row in the ninth row, excuse me, in the, in the, in the end zone where the chiefs, where the chiefs were scoring. It was excellent. It was excellent. I'm not even gonna lie to you, and, I, and I'm 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 super excited that I was able to do so. I then have been on the road, uh, in all reality, for uh, three for three four weeks, and it is not. I've slept in my bed probably a grand total of about five days. But as I was in uh, uh, my hotel in Miami, I was looking around and I saw you know hotel robes. People love hotel robes, and I I like a robe. I, I have a, a crimson terry cloth one that I wear about in my house. It's very warm, very functional. Allows me, you know, affords me great comfort. So I looked and I was like, maybe I can add to my collection. And then I, I thought as I was swiping all of the uh, all the soaps and the shampoos and the conditioners and the lotions and the sewing kits and the toiletry kits and everything, as is customary when you're in a in a hotel room, where's the line? Where is the line of hotel theft? Is a towel is a, is a, obviously like towels are fine. You can you can take those with you and that's okay. They have furnished my entire linen closet. If you come over, you're definitely getting a standard white towel, some higher quality than others obviously, but I have not stopped at towels. I have face towels and washcloths as well. Even my bath mat when I step out of the shower came from a hotel. Thank you, Bonvoy. Marriott has looked out for me very well. However, is a robe crossing the line? Are slippers crossing the line? Is, let's say, an alarm clock crossing the line? Is a pillow crossing the line? I don't know. I don't have the answers. I also don't have the need nor the space (laughs) to carry these things. However, I'm just curious. I'm just curious. We know that I don't really fancy paying full price for things. So if and when I'm in need of a pillow and alarm clock, and iron, would I be out of line by pulling from, by sourcing from a hotel? I don't know. I don't know. I hope this drives a dialogue. You know, hopefully you can you can talk with your people and let me know what y'all think. I don't, I don't have the, I, I, I think that, I think you could get away with a robe. I feel like it depends. I'm not a mini bar toucher. I know some, but I, I I know you can get away with that every now and again as long as you don't go crazy. Even though those things are marked up four hundred percent, very similar to roses on Valentine's Day. I'm sorry, I detoured there, but I that has been heavy on my heart. The heavy markup game, but I, I think slippers and and a robe you'd be good with. I I feel like pillows might be the that might be the line. I would fully expect to be charged for an iron or an alarm clock or something to that effect. But I, I just don't know. I feel like I've, I, I've heard. I've, I know some of my people have, have taken <laughs> have taken pillows. I don't know, you know, why or how long they took it or they kept it. But I do know that some people have taken have taken pillows. I, I, that's just not really my ministry. But I don't, you know, I don't judge them for doing it. So I don't know. Let me know. I'm curious. I'm curious at what your what your thoughts are. So now shifting gears to the main event. As I mentioned, this is the second ever, the second of three Thanksgiving excursion episodes. We'll have a couple bonus episodes as well. But today we 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 talked about Sydney in the first episode. 
or in the previous episode, excuse me, today we are talking about cans. Now, cans is spelled C A I R N S. <laughs> Very commonly butchered by, by people. I believe in an early episode I call it Carnes. I had no idea, but it is called Cans. It's called Cans. Cans is located in the northeast part of Australia in Queensland. It's about a three hour flight from Sydney, which is located in New South Wales, which is a territory obviously in the in the south. East, uh, well, not obviously, but it's in the southeast portion of Australia. It was our next destination. We flew from Sydney to to Cairns, so we actually enjoyed that that three hour flight, or took part in that three hour flight, I should say, firsthand. This was the briefest visit of the trip for us. We were only there for two full days, and then we had a half day when we were boarding to, to head back to America. However, we definitely made the most of it. We When we landed, we went in three groups. I was in the third group that, that landed. When we landed, the other crew had had a full day's worth of activities. When we got there, we went to the hotel to kick it for a little bit, and then we... And Sandra had booked us for an Aborigines experience at the Japukai Aboriginal Cultural Park. Now, some of you may be scratching your heads with the about who the Aborigines people are. However, they are believed to be the earliest. They are the indigenous people to Australia. They are believed to be the earliest migrants from Africa, where we all know culture and civilization began, and then they settled there until, and this is 65,000 years ago, so this, this is a storied people. We're talking, we're talking about a very rich history. And then, surprise, surprise, they were colonized by the Brits when they, said, when they came over and started leveraging Australia as their Alcatraz. They, these people are they they comprise the population in Tasmania and some of these surrounding islands to to Australia now. Um, at one point, they were believed to that they were going to be extinct. Um, they are definitely in the in the minority within within Australia today. However, it was an interesting experience at Japukai. We got to that we basically were able to to have a have a meal there. It was a, 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 a richish buffet where there was um, you know most notably. Kangaroo. <clears throat> it was a a big buffet. It was a big buffet, a large spread with that was highlighted by kangaroo. Now this was my second time having kangaroo <laughs> on this trip, and I will say that this this kangaroo did not stack up to the first time. The first time, which is something that I omitted from the first episode, from the previous episode, was in Sydney on Bondi Beach. We're walking around. And we stopped in this seafood spot which was which I cannot remember the name of and I am deeply saddened that I cannot but when I tell you I had the best lobster roll that I have ever had in my life got to then had kangaroo a kangaroo skewer and this kangaroo oh my gosh for, for those of you who have your, your face frowned up unfrowned because no regrets that was they oh my gosh very cute and cuddly you know, when they're hopping around, very delicious <laughs> when they're not. <laughs> I mean, it was a, a so you may you may feel after you are done being repulsed by my statement, which I stand 100 percent behind. You are probably asking yourself, what do they taste like? 
A very poignant question. Kangaroo has a very like veal filet mignon type of consistency and flavor, and it is delicious. Delicious. Don't judge me. Judge mama. I said what I said. So when we were at Japukai, they had kangaroo, they had fish, they had chicken, they had like all of the main meats that you would encounter. The food was food was pretty good. And then as we were enjoying our meal and a couple of drinks, I will say their appetizers were popping though. They had us on the on the outside. It was they were there were a lot of veggie options and some um you know, some some non, uh, but they had the they had the champagne popping. It was it was very cool. It was very cool. Um, I, I and but as we were eating, as we were enjoying the meal, we had a gentleman who came out, an Aborigines gentleman, and he started playing, and he started playing the didgeridoo. Now the didgeridoo is you probably don't you probably don't have an image that came that came to mind. However, the didgeridoo is a sound that you have heard on every. Foster's commercial, every Outback commercial, that yo, 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 yo. I hope that probably struck a, struck a nerve, that terrible impression. However, that is what he was playing. He showed us briefly how to play it, gave us gave us the history that it, of how they how they make them, where they are hollowing out the the trunk, the tree trunk, and they are you know it's a, a very long process, but they are able to make the the didgeridoo. I'm sure there's a YouTube video out there if you are so interested. He gave us a brief history of the people, and then we adjourned from the main area and went out to an outdoor space where amphitheater of sorts where we proceeded to be eaten alive by mosquitoes as we were being eaten there was a full immersive experience where that was complete with audience participation which i was there i was able to make which i took part in i was able to make fire it was very exhilarating they also had face paint as well, so they split us up. I forget what the two names were, but they split us up in in tribes, and we were able to uh, have our we had our colors. We're sport mom were black and white. The other was red and blue, and we were able to to participate in this in this immersive Aborigines experience. I think that. And then it concluded. Once we concluded from there, uh, we heard you know different chants and and songs and learned about customs. And then we left from there for the big finish, which was um, basically like a big explosion when they shot an arrow out into the wilderness. It was all in all a cool experience. You know, I would I would implore you to support but also to learn about the natives of lands that you visit. I think especially in this case, disenfranchised indigenous people. However, I, I think that it's it wasn't a, the most dynamic experience that we had. I am glad that we that we went, though. But again, Japukai is spelled T-J-A-P-U-K-A-I. And you can easily Google Japukai Aborigines and the place will will come up. You are looking at a hundred Australian dollars, which is around the sixty seven dollar range USD. So I would say it's worth it. I mean, it's 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 worth it for the experience and for understanding. It does take about three hours, which is is about three hours long. But it, I enjoyed it. It was it was good. The main event for Cans came the next day, which is the Great Barrier Reef, the claim to fame for for the city. We 
took a Viator tour. They ran us about a buck fifty, but and I realized before as I was listening to the episode back, a buck fifty may have been a bit misleading. But I am talking about a hundred dollars, a hundred fifty dollars, not a dollar fifty. I feel like that goes without saying. However, I, I just I, I, if you thought it was a dollar fifty, like no. <laughs> So, you know, whatever. Just know that for future reference, I will say a dollar fifty if if that is what I'm thinking about or if that is what I'm, I'm meaning to say. But this Viator tour was $150. We left from Marlin Wharf in the in the morning. There was we were escorted to a ship or to a boat that was not a ship, a boat that held about 50 to 75 people. Felt about right. It had two decks. They were both very full. And they had breakfast there for us. It was very continental, if you will, very bread and fruit, which worked. But that was what we were working with there. And then we we kicked it. We went out. the The Great Barrier Reef, Reef is out some way in the in the water. And then we settled, as is customary when you are scuba diving and snorkeling. And then they gave us kind of the rundown with the scuba and and what you wanted to do you didn't have to be certified but they would but you did have you didn't have full you have carte blanche to just go and do whatever you wanted to do either so but they would you know equip you with the with the equipment they gave you like a quick tutorial and then you were able to go down snorkeling you could just kind of go and do your own thing please don't jump in the water if you do not know how to swim but also Learn how to swim in 2020. That's it. Just my just my two cents. We started off the day by going in a boat with a see through a see through boat tour. I could honestly have done without that. I wanted to just explore, and I think for me the the Great Barrier Reef was a little layered, right? Like due to climate change, due to environmental changes, the Great Barrier Reef is something that may or may not exist for our children's lifetimes. You know. Or our grandchildren's lifetime. So it's it's dope to be able to say we went and saw it. However, I will say, very honestly, I was underwhelmed. You see all of the bright colors and things. I've been seeing the Great Barrier Reef since I was a kid in science class where they show you the the anemone. I knew that was going to trip me up. When they show you the anemones and all of the fish and the coral and everything. And there's just these bright, bright colors that you're seeing. And that is not representative of what... It actually looks like the fish are pretty spectacular still, but it's just not. I mean, we saw dolphins. We saw we saw all kind of like the we saw bright fish, but the fish, there weren't as many fish and they were not as dynamic as I had hoped. It also is not as vast as it's also not as vast as as it's portrayed. So I honestly had the most fun kind of swimming and exploring about you are. I was a little nervous. You guys know I have I have a thing. I can't swim, but I had a near death experience in Brazil where I ran out like an idiot on a red flag day, which means you should not be in the water at all. The undertow, I met the you know the undertow took me out, and that was my first encounter with strong waves. But these were like surf waves from the movies. Like it was, I had no no business being out there. But that happened in twenty. 11, I believe I didn't swim. I didn't get in water past my waist for five years. And then when I went to Colombia uh, to Cartagena, I jumped off our yacht. And that was the first time that I had like been under. That was just such a great trip. Shout out to the Columbia crew. If y'all are listening, it is. I mean, that was just like one of the legit best decisions that I made. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, it was it was incredible. But I say that to say, I have a very layered relationship with with water, and in large bodies of water that can take me under, literally. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm sorry, I had to I had to take it there, but we were we were able to just kind of explore and like swim about, and and it was me and and and. Justin, JT Fit and Fresh, we were just out there kind of swimming about and it was just like just just kick it a little bit, diving in the in the water and, and just cooling, feeding the fish. Fish were flocking, they gave us buckets of shrimp that we could split up and drop in the water and, and do do our thing there. It was just all in all, it was it was a it was a fun experience. Then we we made made a friend, shout out to Ricky, um, you know, who was on a solo travel tip and he had been traveling through Australia, New Zealand, and we actually met up with them later that night as well. Uh, but all in all, we you know we were able to. They had they had drinks on the boat, so we had very affordable beers. I think they were like five five bucks, and then the cocktails were like eight. And we we drank for the whole for the whole time. Like after we had finished swimming, which was basically before you know obviously before the boat left, and we just drank that whole way back. We got the ox, so it was a lot of first that was going on, a lot of Drake, you know, a whole lot of whole lot of everything was going on. We had we had that thing jamming, had a turn, but uh, we got back. Everybody changed up, and then we we stepped out a little bit, and we ended up going down to the main strip near near the marina. And to a spot a spot called Pier Bar, and Pier Bar it was it was dope. It had it had I had very low expectations for cans. I did not know what it was going. I didn't have low expectations. I just had no expectations. Like I just I didn't know what it was going to be. But Pier Bar was popping, and that's Pier Bar P I E R B A R, not to be confused with Pier Bar. But Pier Bar had live music. It had a lot of folks in there. There was like everybody was dancing, everybody was drinking, everybody was jamming. We had I was about I was a few shots in, and I was living my best life. I was up, I had hopped up on stage. I ain't gonna lie to y'all. Why well, I had to lie to y'all? I hopped smooth up on stage, knew nobody. I'm I'm a foreigner, very American of me, and jumped up on there and started started jamming uh, with the with the band. But it was it was cool. It was it was a good time. Cans was cans very solid. Next day we we hopped up, we woke up, and went down to the same space. I was in a tizzy trying to find some some yes a tizzy and looking for some breakfast food. So you know with me like I, I enjoy eating. I think everybody knows that. I, I don't I don't shudder from that. I'm actually thinking about how I can score these brunch plates. I've I've I'm I'm very passionate about brunch. So to have to score. Uh, you know the brunch places that I'm that I'm going to. The I always have the soundtrack of "God Has Smiled on Me" by the Truthettes. James Cleveland Jr. was previously featured as well, so I will interchange those. However, the the Lord is a provider, and we want to acknowledge Him as such, and He delivers delicious brunch to us as a as a people, and we want to be grateful. You know, so in the spirit of my love for brunch, I woke up starving and ready to have something a little sweet, a little savory, but delicious. Nonetheless, went down there. Every other place was was done serving. So I'm I'm tight. We end up at the spot called Howlin' Jays. OK, we had we had stopped by 
Prawn Star and The Fish, which are some dope restaurants down there, seafood based. But we ended up at this spot called Highland Jays because they had chicken and waffles. And I was like, I need something. I need something sweet. And as the longer I stayed in there, I was like, this is this is a Nashville influenced or Nashville inspired restaurant, which is which is crazy, obviously, because I'm from Nashville. And I'm just like looking around and this they have Nashville hot chicken, which I know I, I fish. Okay, fried fish. That's what we did in Nashville. It wasn't it wasn't all this hot chicken. It was Hattie Bees and or excuse me, Prince's Hattie Bees and that was it. And but fish, bro. Like that. Like this is this is a commercialized situation and the people who need to be profiting off of it are not as much as they should. Steps off my soap. I'm stepping off my my soapbox. However, the fact of the matter is, is that this was a Nashville-inspired restaurant in Cairns, Australia, and it was delicious. <laughs> it was it was very good. It's very good. I do not talk about chicken a lot because for stereotypical reasons, I just am not. And to be all the way honest, I don't even eat fried chicken like that at all. Um, but it's probably like a once a year, twice a year type of thing. But the only time when I do have it, it is in the context of brunch. And more specifically, chicken and waffles. This joint was was snapping. It was hot chicken with in in, in between two waffles is a waffle sandwich, which sounds amazing regardless of what you got in the middle. And then they had I had the they had like a hot sauce. Uh, I mixed the hot sauce with the syrup and put that on there. Banging! I'm telling you, it was it was it was the the whole jam. Um, but yeah, we had we had a great time, and that was that pretty much summed up that was a one dollar sign experience as well so very affordable which is what you're looking for at the conclusion of a trip you know when you start seeing those chunks of change come out of your account and you're really trying to figure out like okay how much especially if you charge you like okay how am i gonna pay all this off which i still am to be all (laughs) to be all the way honest with you so i'm gonna try to get that all paid off before turks at the end of the month but we had a great time man it was it was a great conclusion to to the fifth annual Thanksgiving excursion. I think we will we do we're obviously doing this a little bit out of out of order because for the next episode we'll go back to the top of the trip, which started in New Zealand in Auckland, which was low key the 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 highlight for everybody. But we'll talk about that more on the next episode of the Travel Guides. Message. That's a teaser. That's a teaser. Before we get out of here, I do want to say what's good to my friends over at the Menage Podcast. Stopped by when I was in Chicago a couple weeks ago to hop on their show. Always good to show love. You know, we exchange episodes and whatnot. Talking about, we did had a grab bag episode, which is pretty dope. All very layered and and meaty relationship, sex and dating topics folded them up, threw them in a, in a bucket, in a bowl, and pulled them out and talked to, talked about them, discussed them, several hot takes, several ridiculous conversations that took place. But y'all should go ahead over to their podcast, check that out, and stay tuned here to the Travel Guides. We're going to have more content coming your way. I know I owe y'all a few episodes. I appreciate y'all bearing with me, but we've got more hot topics, hot destinations, and just good conversation. Coming your way. Okay? As I mentioned before, please subscribe to the Travel Guys Podcast if you have not. You can do so on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to your podcast. And also, please review 
and share with a friend. Share with five friends. Also, please follow us on social media, on Instagram specifically. You can do so at GQ50. That's on Twitter as well. At The Travel Guides. At Y-E-S-S-U-R-O-7. Yes, sir. And that'll do it for another episode of The Travel Guides. And remember, your next adventure is just a click away. Thanks for listening.